DJ Playboy. <laughs> What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy, back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast, man. And you know I hate doing an episode without my dog, my partner. Girl, my guy, like I'm Keith. Welcome on, brother. Yeah. In the building. What it is. Yeah, for sure, man. What's going on, man? What's new? Early, early in the morning. Ain't shit. Just chilling, working out, Labor Day weekend. Yeah, no. It is early though, man. I'm about to rest in rest in peace, Bob Marley. <laughs> I got my Grenada, my Grenada flag behind this. I'm about to grab that because I'm about, I'm about to go do a gig out in Newburgh with uh, AO Niche. So you know what I'm saying. I'm about to wave my flag and play mass, yeah. <laughs> like my, some, like my dad would say. It's some Caribbean joint. Nah, not at all. It'll probably be EDM, but you know they dress, they dress. Nah, EDM. Not even something close, but nah, nah, nah. It's just... <laughs> no, I'll be hundred percent honest with you. I, I I don't know. I'm just I'm prepared for anything. I don't yeah. really know the uh, hip hop, EDM, reggae. I'm just I'm I'm prepared for whatever, which is cool. I like I like those gigs. Kind of yeah. walk into it, see the vibe. Um, you know what I want to ask you? Actually, was, uh, do you like miss performing at all? You ever get like the itch? Uh, do I miss it? Because mm-hmm. you did. Uh, uh, people yeah. don't know you did stand up comedy and, and like you acted for a little bit as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So do I do I miss it? I mean, in general, no. I mean, there's some some things that, that I enjoy about it, or even if I like when I watch stuff, I enjoy it in a different way because um, I could imagine those people on stage. Even though I, you know, like if I watch Kevin Hart, I never been in no stadium or nothing like that. But mm-hmm. I could imagine, like, you know, even though he he's Kevin Hart, he probably has a certain level of anxiety. Kind of like if you played a sport, yeah. And then you're watching football. You know, I mean, you probably not imagine every hit, but you could imagine what it's like to put pads on your shoulders and. And stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, all in all, I don't miss it now. That's because uh, I I started this year. I guess maybe it's this book that I'm listening to, and, and I'll tell you about it later. Um, but like, it, I'm just looking at life a lot more uh, introspectively, and just figuring out, all right, well, why do we do the things that we do, and um, just really like, what? Why am I performing? I, I, and if I'm 100 percent honest with you, it, it pays well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's why I like doing gigs. Um, also, I have like a dream and a goal to. Um, be able to, uh, I guess, fund my life, uh, finance my life, uh, or be financially independent off of my my passions, off of podcasting and, and DJing. That's a, that's a goal of mine. Um, if I had to choose, I mean, podcasting, I do like podcasting a little bit more. I've been doing DJing for a lot longer, though, and I just have like a knowledge of music. Um, but yeah, if I had to be honest with you, I think it it, it pays well, and, 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 and I do, it's a thrill. It is a, it is a rush to um, perform it, and I think do well at it. You're saying you're doing it for the money, or are you saying that it, the money and the joy of it? Um, the money and the entrepreneur, uh, the entrepreneurial aspect of it, of I guess not having a boss, and gotcha. you know what I mean, kind of like you you make if you get if you if you, you you kill what you eat, you know what I'm saying? Like you, if you get a bunch of gigs, you're gonna eat real good, and I don't know, like I like that aspect of it, and I like I like music, right. that that in general, I do have a passion and a love for music, so um. I don't like clubs, though. I won't lie. I don't like clubs. I don't like being out 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did that for, like, a, I had a job where I had to work, like, in the middle of the night. Um, but I do like DJing, so I like, and, and that's cool. You know, there's different ways to do it. It's, you know, festivals, performances. Like, um, last time I rocked out with uh, A.O. Niche, um, I was her her performance DJ. Right. And, and that was a different thrill. That was exciting, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, there's always weddings, you know what I mean? So, it's it's... Definitely ways to, um, you're not confined to a club or anything like that. I love doing radio. Like, I love doing when me and Show uh, will do a mix on our uh, radio show, Money Talks Radio. Um, that's a thrill, you know what I mean, to put those out and, and, and things like that. So, there's definitely a love for it. But 
I do it in front of people because it pays. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? It leads to money. I, mean, I guess I would just do it in my bedroom to myself, by myself to listen to if it, if it didn't pay. What, what's the profit puppy of a of a of the DJ world? Like, so by that I mean not necessarily stuff that people love or whatever, but like. Mm-hmm. People say I'm gonna do this because for the money I pay in transportation or equipment or whatever, I get way more money back. Like, is is there that type of gig in, in DJing? That's not. I think not, uh, if I, I mean, I don't. I don't. Well, for just based my knowledge, experience, nightlife and, and weddings. Okay. You know, you could you get a lot for weddings. Um, I mean, yeah, but they ask for a lot. They're very demanding at weddings. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Um, and it, that to me is more of a performative aspect. Like you're performing on on a wedding more so than if you were at a nightclub where I feel like you're it's like a gig it's like a it's like a, a set yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I mean it's a, it's kind of like a comedian has a set where he goes out to a certain club and then different clubs will switch it up um based on that like uh that that's what club DJing is but you make a lot of money it's nightlife it's people spending uh, a hundred percent markup on alcohol and, yeah. <laughs> and you know what I mean a, a, a fee just to get through the door yeah there's gonna be there's a ton of money to pass around so I yeah. think that's why you see those. People with Vegas re- residencies and, and and big time club DJs making more money than artists do. Right, right, you know right. I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but they, uh, yeah, no. It, it, but DJing is interesting. I love, I love it, man. And it, it to me, it's an instrument. It, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a skill. Um, and it's also just a like. I think it, it's a way to get your passions out and just like. I think the technology of it. From I think I start. I, I was lucky to start out with turntables and actual vinyl. Um, I don't know if that makes me realer than someone who didn't or, or you know, goes about it a different way. But um, I had that experience compared to now and just the way the technology's at. I love that. Like, that's amazing. Like, you, you think know, there's and, an advantage to having had uh, handled vinyl? Yeah, for anything, any field you go into, I think, you know, like, let's say I was a mechanic and I, I started fixing cars. I know how to fix cars from the 70s as well as modern day cars. Yeah. That that in that in that respect, but I don't think it makes you a better DJ. And I'm not one of those like I don't, the DJ community. You might see some bougie DJs like, oh, well, you only do this, so you're not real, or you push buttons, you're not real. I think if you can entertain people, you're a DJ. Like I'm not right. of that elk. So, um, but I I, per, I personally, I guess like just being a, a a student of the game, I'm glad that I have that uh, ability. That's dope. I was I always enjoy hearing about other, like other. Um, industries, professions, ways of life, and how and how similar it is to other people. Because now I'm I'm thinking about you. You talking about like DJs who are like purists. And they're like, man, you don't even know how to touch vinyl. Like be pushing buttons. That Serata is the devil and all that type of shit. Is there yeah. like OGs there, like with Rock and Sean John Valor suits? Just like yo, DJ? man, you don't know about these vinyls. <laughs> I think DJing and comedy is very. Uh... There, there, there's a parallel there. Like maybe I just listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, so mm-hmm. I'll hear what they talk about. But you can get heckled as a DJ. I say that to say, you know what I mean? That's just something that comedians have to deal with. So you might have a DJ just stand there looking at you like this nigga pressing, but he ain't even scratching. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you are scratching, this nigga pressing the fucking controller. He ain't touching turns. He ain't touching vinyl. And then if you are touching vinyl, some nigga dick riding you like, oh, you got vinyl, son? <laughs> you want an original turntable? Like, I'm, bro, I'm performing. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but they will yeah, come to the booth and, and be heckling you? I've been heckled before. Um, it's, But it's like, it's, it's you have to, it's, it's the... At a certain point, I guess where I was at in performing, like uh, I guess all DJs, I guess experience you. Sometimes you got people that could be a buffer yeah. between you and the people that got requests. Sometimes yeah. you don't. 
You know what I mean? So like if it's I have been heckled before, but once one time I I remember I think and it was funny it was right before we went to Vegas and I think I needed that money to like pay spec back for buying my plane ticket or something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah. So I didn't even give a fuck. I was just like it, it is what it is. But he but I mean you guys you're you're dealing with drunk people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I remember, I mean, I might have brought this up on the podcast before. I remember one time this girl was in the booth and she like touched the turntables and show like barked on her. Like, <laughs> but he did, he, he did it. He did it unnecessarily. Like he turned all the music off and <laughs> hopped on the mic and barked on her. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? What do you mean? What's unnecessary to you? Because I feel as if that. That was a no, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I thought it was very. Ne- she didn't. She didn't appreciate. It. Oh, she, I thought you said it was crazy. unnecessary. <laughs> okay, okay. I did. No, I did. But but that probably used the wrong. I know she shouldn't. She was in the wrong. Yeah. And he could have stopped her without doing that. So I guess yeah, it's unnecessary in that respect. But she deserved everything she got. Like, but as, I, I feel as, so. You mentioned the 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 um the parallels between DJing and comedy. The mm-hmm. thing about comedy is that when somebody heckles you, you still got the mic. I mean, they might win, but. You start with the upper hand of you got the mic, so I feel as if DJ said, so you, you got the mic. Oh, my fault. Go ahead, my, my No, you, 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 the the performer has the microphone, and you're in mm-hmm. the crowd. Like you're just the crowd. So not just the crowd because you're very important, but like show one of many at the exactly. He's the mm-hmm. DJ, and she comes invading his space. So he says, "You know what? I'm a. I know how to control this thing. I know how mm-hmm. to control the crowd. I have a live microphone." I'm going to mm-hmm. flame her right quick and then get back on to entertaining people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and it, it turned left. It really did. Like, she got out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, no, if it, but it, 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 um, he did it. He handled it the right way. And you know yeah. what I mean? And it, it could have went left in the other direction. Um, but no, she definitely acted very ignorant after that. And it had, she had to be like escorted out and all that. There you go. But it's, if yeah. not for sure, man, we're blowing the whistle, man. You, that's how you got to believe. <laughs> Believe DJs, man. Hashtag believe DJs. <laughs> Word up. But same thing, same thing with uh, my man DJ Sunkiss. Shout out to Money Talks Entertainment. Like, Sunkiss will flame somebody, but you know what I mean? He'll just embarrass someone, just embarrass someone. <laughs> but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but like, the, but he, but if you win the wrong, yeah, you will, you will get called out. And, and you've seen it, like, how the DJ community came together when Wiz Khalifa was kind of wilding. Um, Comedians came together, you know what I'm saying? When my when Chris Rock got tackled, when Dave Chappelle got tackled, um, sorry, when uh, Chris Rock got slapped and Dave Chappelle got tackled. So, um, no, nah, there, there, there are a lot of parallels to it. You, you even brought up it was something else I was thinking about. Like, <laughs> I was thinking about this more like ministers, but I was like, I guess it applies to anybody that kind of like can is on a platform and can control a crowd. Like, I was like, oh, why do bitches just fall in love with like? you know what I'm saying, dude, like, politicians, or, um, why do, like, congregations just fall in love with a minister, like, they, they might like him, they might correlate him with God, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, because they're, he's their connection to that, that they don't even, might even realize that they're doing that, and it's like, I think, you know, at one, being able to control a crowd is big, but once you are on a platform of some sort, like, you're slightly elevated, I think subconsciously you give, you have an advantage over people, like, they're like, oh, Something must be important about this guy. He's on the platform, you know what I mean? He's up top, and I, I was like, and I kind of get that from DJing. Like, you step up, you kind of are, you are in that position. Same thing with comedy. Like, I'm sure a, bitch, like, a lot of dudes get twat off of being funny, but you know what I'm saying? They were funny in life, and they probably, but but they stepped on the stage and had a microphone and controlled the room, and it was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, same thing, a lot of DJs, same thing. Um, But it, 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 it 
it's a fun thing. I think it, you got to enjoy it. That's and that, that, there was a, there were times when I didn't enjoy it, and now I think I'm I'm kind of having like a, a a resurgence back into it and enjoying it a little bit more now. But I'm also kind of doing it under my terms. I feel like like um, and you might be experiencing this, but I'm experiencing this more than just my musical um and, and my, my DJ journey. It's like I'm just being myself more. Whereas I, I guess when I first started DJing, I played more to what crowds liked, which, you know, you, you got gigs, you got certain spots where they like certain types of music. Wait, wait, wait. But, so you're saying you play the shit that you like at, at, at gigs? Like you'd be playing smooth jazz just at a random... <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm more representative of myself, though, mm-hmm. I feel like. Where at times I didn't always feel like that. At times I played music I didn't like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like just because you kind of needed that in your arsenal. Whereas now I won't do that. I'll just be like, I don't, I don't play that. You know what I mean, or or um, even if it's the banger, like if it's one of the mandatory club songs. You're like, man, I just don't like. I don't like Kodak Black. I don't like the cut of his jib. I just can't. Uh, not not a, not. Well, I mean, more so as genres. Okay. Not as like like not specific songs. Like there's songs I play that I don't personally love, but I know a crowd loves. But but the, but I but there were times when I felt like I was playing certain genres that I wasn't even like into the culture at all. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. If that, I don't know, it, just, it didn't feel representative of me, where now it feels more so like I'm coming at it from like more of a genuine place, and I'm I'm seeing the fruits of my uh, uh, of it is paying off for me. I'm being, it, like my whole thing, I guess 2022 has been like, and I, not that I felt like the previous year I, I wasn't doing this, but I'm just seeing the more that you're just genuine to yourself and you do what you love and what you like to do, I feel like it just kind of like... I don't know, you give that off to the world and then more good comes back to you. Maybe I'm being real like woo-woo right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. I just feel like I, I maybe I, I spent a portion of my life being what other people liked or what I thought other people want, liked and like wanted to be. And now I'm like living in myself and it's 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 coming out in my podcast it's coming out in my radio show it's coming out. I'm, everything that I had said I wanted to do and set out to do, I'm like living in it right now. So I'm just making new, bigger and better goals and, and bigger and better aspirations. So it's just like, I don't know, bike riding. Like, I'm about to do some work on, I'm about to do like a, 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 a um, I'm about to install like mud flaps on my car. I ain't never do shit like that before. <laughs> it's just not, and then one day I just woke up and I'm just like, yo, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to just start do, doing DIY. I'm, I'm going to fix a bike pedal. <laughs> I'm going to do it just well, fine. You know what I mean? Just, to, you actually need them done. Nah, for fun. Just for okay. shit. Not for, for look, for aesthetic, aesthetic purposes. Okay. But it's it. just like, yeah, yeah, but it's just like I would have paid someone to do. I would have paid someone to do that bike shit that that I sent you. Um, I told you about. I had to change my bike pedal. I would have yeah. definitely paid someone, overpaid them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, just based off of the extent of the job and and years, just like not. And I needed the money, <laughs> you know, but still would have paid other people to do it. And yeah. now I'm just like, fuck it, let's let's do it. Like, what's the worst I having? Like, we'll figure it out. You know. What well, I mean? like, <laughs> riding a bike down a hill going 20 miles an hour. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> No, I don't, I don't. I don't know. Like I just, feel, you, I wouldn't get there. It would. Yeah, I would have yeah, realized yeah. something's broken before that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, I would have tested it out. It would. It's and I also wouldn't take on bigger things than you know what I'm saying. I'm not like trying to do engine modifications on a car. Or something. <laughs> Soup this shit up. Let me. My shit is a V6. Let me add two more cylinders to this bitch. Make that shit hum. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm living in my my limitations, <laughs> but I'm also just trying to expand my horizon. <laughs> Dude on YouTube make it look easy. Let me just uh <laughs> they do make it look, that's the shit. part that get me mad. YouTube has saved me a lot of money. YouTube and Amazon have saved me a ton of money, 
But niggas make it look too easy, bro. Oh yeah, it'd be ridiculous, man. They'd be like, "Yeah, you just you just unscrew this screw. It's hand tight." Matter of fact, man, put that drill gun away. You lift it up, boom, 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 and you have an entirely new deck. Then I go out first step. I try to unscrew a screw. Screw won't come out. I'm like, "Nope, uh, come through." Three thousand, fine. A YouTube. I try to do YouTube, but it didn't work out. Oh, they like, oh, you did the YouTube? That's an extra 1500 one time. I'm going to have to up. clean up your mess now. <laughs> Yo, it's funny because you talk about, like, people, like, you know, you're talking about people standing on the sideline, like, looking at the, the, the pure, like, you think about how the profession is supposed to be done, quote, unquote. Uh-huh. Um, one time I went to the glasses shop, and I, was, and I just needed, so I, I buy glasses from this site called Zenny Optical because I, I wear glasses, but not all day. I use it to do certain things, like if at, mm-hmm. for night driving and to do computers. So I order from Zenny. You'd be getting glasses for like 30 bucks. Whereas if you get glasses the normal way, you know, you go, you check your insurance, see who's covered. You go, you get a free exam. And all the, the cheapest glasses is like $100, right? But I don't wear glasses okay. like that for me to pay all types of money for it. So I, my Zenny glasses came and it was a little bit too tight. So I went to the glasses shop and said, hey, can you adjust this? And, and um, first thing he says, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to have to heat them up a little bit. You're going to have to sign a waiver to say that if I break your shit, that, uh, you know, we're not held responsible because these are Zenny optical. These are trash. Like, it's kind of cheap. <laughs> and it may not stand up to the adjustment. I'm like, come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing you do, before you could tell me whether or not you can do the job, you're going you're gonna to just shit on the... <laughs> On like the new the new age joint that's taking your business away. That's exactly what it is, yo. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> like, uh, keep like, yo, there's people online, nigga. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just probably like mechanics or something. Like, yo, you you did a YouTube, yeah, that's right. You you got to pay that YouTube premium. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do hate that. Nah, I do. Yeah, you're right about that. Like, I was even talking to Spec like um on the last episode about like remember the ai rapper we had heard about it yeah and i was like um i wonder i'm pretty sure they're gonna try ai podcast and at first i was kind of apprehensive to it and then like halfway through the conversation i was kind of like no nah, i should probably embrace it because all the niggas that be apprehensive to stuff get left behind <laughs> you know what i mean like yep. blockbuster and, and all that shit so you bet i was like shit keith keith and speck might not be able to make it an episode i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i might need that ai up. rapper on this bitch <laughs> by the way man the ai rapper if you're not tuned into like today's rap like tuned in tuned in when you listen to it be like yo this dude is all right like i like you wouldn't know yeah i wouldn't, I wouldn't know yeah. like the rap that i was tuned into i think whatever rap you was tuned into but between the ages of something like 15 and 25 like you're into it like you know all the ins and outs and machinations and when something's off and all and when everything is right and all that stuff today's rap i like it but i like the vibe like i don't be listening to the lyrics and shit sometimes i do because i appreciate the different metaphors they have like there's mad metaphors for guns and getting shot (laughs) you don't understand how much i enjoy that shit to a a degree that's unhealthy i'm like yo oh that was a cool way of saying uh you got shot a few years ago the thing was metaphors for uh um doing drugs or being on drugs or Mm -hmm. uh, ways to describe cocaine and calling it the names of various white women uh, white celebrities mm-hmm. and uh like, yeah man i got that chris helmsworth for the load <laughs> and, and uh but yeah man i was that ai rapper wasn't half bad i mean the n-word thing was kind of weird because it was, it's like a the algorithm uh, the algorithm not created i think it was created by like an asian team or something like that yeah it was but it's weird because you wonder 
if if let's say this team was good, is is this like a reflection of what rap is? So you know, this thing I guess it, I don't know if it crawls the internet or they just put in mad different types of songs in it and then it analyzes what's a good song. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, anywhere is gonna pop up. Granted that I guess the it, see now in the program, and I wonder if you could put in like kind of like NBA Jam, uh, NBA Live. Oh, damn, I'm at old school. Uh, 2K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like your Bulls versus Blazers when you create a player. When you create, For the Genesis. <laughs> when you create a player, right, like can you put what the player is? Is this dude like buffed? Is he from the west side, the east side? Is he black? Is he white? Is mm-hmm. he Asian? I feel as if they if they did that, or you know, the, the N-word thing would be a little bit... Oh, actually, so then only the black AI rappers can use the N-word. Right, right. Or if they make a, a white one say the N-word, that this white one, you could also pull up like a history, like, oh, they grew up in the in the south side of Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> they grew up around black people that don't know different. Like, you can put that into your, <laughs> into your custom that, player. Yo, you know what that felt like? That the people who were nervous about AI rap, like the powers that be, like shut yeah. it down. They're like, yo... We're gonna make this a bigger problem than it has to be. Shut that shit down. Like yeah. drop that motherfucker or whatever. <laughs> like that's really what it's because it's like, what do you expect him to he's like he's making music every first of all, Asian people consume hip hop music that has the N-word in it. Yeah. <laughs> so why so it's not like they don't they're not part they listen to the they probably spend a ton of money on the shit. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. So it's just like it it, it seemed like a bullshit way, like a loophole. Kinda like um and, and I guess to, to transition into some topics. Your man Aries Spears got in trouble over the Lizzo shit, and then some child molestation shit pops up. <laughs> it's like when you fuck with the wrong people, bro. Like uh, for anybody well, out Tiffany there who Haddish don't know, is in there too. Yeah, Tiffany Haddish caught up in that shit. <laughs> that's that's helping Aries a little bit, I guess, maybe, but I don't know because this shit is a weird case. But um, yeah, because Aries yeah, ain't likable, but Tiffany Haddish is super likable. Super likable, exactly. Um. But yeah, for, for, I guess for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Aries Spears was asked about Lizzo, which I think was just a friendly question. I don't think the interviewer was trying to set anything up. Um, he just kind of was like, everyone likes Lizzo. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, this, let's, let's wrap this interview up the right way yeah. um, and brought up uh, Lizzo. And uh, to which Aries Spears responded, I can't get past the fact she looks like the shit emoji. Um, she's got a very pretty face, but keeps showing her body off like, come on, man. Come on, yo. <laughs> um then went on to say uh i'm sorry listen i ain't the most in shape nigga in the world but i still when you funny and you got swagger and confidence and you decent looking i think i'm at least handsome you get pussy but a woman that's built like a plate of mashed potatoes is in trouble um you know which caused people to say like aries had a, has a a a, a just a, a lack of self-awareness <laughs> i think you know what i'm saying it's like pot calling the kettle black it's um where it and then also to me it's always something corny about a dude that wants to um crack on women yeah you know what i mean like something's like corny about that and then going to her weight it seems like the the most abusive way to try to like crack on a woman then you got the whole like why you dissing black women thing on top of that um I don't get where Aries was coming from i think maybe that joke worked in a room before and maybe he thought it would work here but it, it was it was just corny on all aspects. It's just I don't, yeah, I don't see. It. And I'll let you talk on it if you want. That, that room was probably just him and two of his boys. It sounds like uh, uh, um, something that he thought of before with the setup and punchline kind of mm-hmm. kind of format of what he said. But the thing is that even even if you attribute the 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 backlash of it to 
today's times of cancel culture. I, even like 15, 20 years ago, that that joke would have kind of been whack. Like you, like you've been like, yeah, look at Kelly Price. Like it, it's joking on someone's, especially a woman, and then especially a black woman's physical traits is just it's, it's weak. Just from a joke perspective, it's just kind of weak. But then just from a humanity perspective, you're on a radio, like it just doesn't land well, especially coming from like him. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if you're gonna joke on somebody's physical thing, like you can't be too, you can't look like Aerie Spears. You can't be too perfect and put together. You got to be right in the middle, like me. Like I could, like in 1985, I could put together. Like I'm not super in shape. I'm not super fat. I'm right in the middle. I could make physical jokes about people, but it still, it will still be whack. Aerie Spears. Yeah, like it had to be 85 too. It couldn't be like that. Yeah, like you said. Yeah. Like, like come on, come on, Keith. Yeah, Eddie, <laughs> come Eddie on, Murphy. Dog. Eddie Murphy didn't even make fat. Eddie Murphy made all the immature jokes on on his stand up specials back in the 80s, but I don't think there was any fat jokes. There was a fat yeah, joke. Even when, was, about, even when he was talking about McDonald's, he wasn't even talking about fat. I don't think there was. He made um, one. He made one fat joke, and it was about a fictional character's Aunt Bunny. I think. Mm. Fat jokes is too easy. I think yeah. for comedians, it's like, like, come on, we've been doing this since elementary school, bro. Like, right, right. We, and you got if you're gonna make one, come correct. Yeah. <laughs> that shit got to be a killer. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've heard people make fat jokes in 2022 that I ch- had to chuckle at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, number one, you got to pick the right target. Right. <laughs> and number two, it's like, come on, like, come correct. But And, and Lizzo winning, right? That's that's bold. But but maybe his goal was this. this. Maybe his goal was, we weren't talking about Aries Bears. Nobody's talking about Aries Bears before. So that's a weird way to get attention. And I'm glad that, I mean, I'm not glad because this, this involves a kid, but I'm glad that this negative stuff kind of follows people when they do corny stuff. Right. Like sometimes people taking it too far. I, I mean, if he was a criminal before, why did you wait till it was like pile on every spare time to come up with these allegations? But um, I like seeing punishment for the, for the corny shit that people do. I guess Amber Heard in some cases, like not to get weird, but some people feel like that was punishment for her. Um lying so to speak or whatever the case may be so um yeah no nah, I, I i i i like when it's done in a legal way though but what what's happening with every spares is like now uh it looks like a skit that him and tiffany haddish did for i believe funny or die um years ago um that involved a kid two kids one was uh there's being known as jane doe um who was 14 years old um at the time um said she met tiffany haddish said it'd be the perfect role for her went to a studio uh with haddish uh, showing a video of two adults grotesquely shoving as much sandwich as they could into each other's mouths and getting towards each other's respective mouths. Uh, the two were moaning and making sexual noises as they both ate a sandwich in a manner that simulated a sex act. Sex act. Um, at that point, Aerie Spears told Jane Doe to mimic what she had seen and heard in the video. Haddish advised her how to do it um, and says, uh, Jane Doe said that she did what they asked her to do so she could go home. Um, there's another seven-year-old John Doe uh, who uh, arranged to film a Nickelodeon sizzle reel at uh, Spears' home um, that was booked by Haddish. Um, they allegedly stripped him down to his underwear uh, for a video about the mind of a pedophile. According to the lawsuit, video shows Spears lusting over the seven-year-old child and molesting him, as well as performing sexualized acts throughout the video. Uh, the complaint claims Haddish was present during the filming of the entire video. Um, There's more, man? Damn, this is traumatic. Nah, it's messy. I, 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 that's about, but but basically, yeah, the, the, the I gist. think the 
some of the videos were showcased. Uh, I believe the one with the the second one, I just with the John Doe, was showcased on Funny or Die, and then I guess Funny or Die uh, said that they found this video absolutely disgusting and would never produce uh, such content. We're not involved with the concept, uh, development, funding, or uh, product of this video, and I guess took it. Basically, down. Basically, we didn't see it, but now that we saw, we are aware of it, we took it down pretty much. I think it was they taken took it down, down in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, so I guess probably somebody complained about it at some point. Um, Speaking but yeah, that's bad jokes. Yeah, I, I didn't see it personally, <laughs> but like, if funny or not, didn't even attempt to 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 like defend it, like as art, like oh, they just doing art and da da da. Is I guess it's just one of the, those uh idea just stepping away because I'm not no lawyer, nothing. Uh, I, the one thing I'll say about the legal part of it is that according to Tiffany Haddish's lawyer, basically this same group has tried to. I think uh, now. The older one of those two kids is uh, mm-hmm. an adult now. So, but mm-hmm. up up to now, the mom I believe has been trying to put this case through court, and basically H- Tiffany Haddish's lawyers are basically saying that, oh well, she's been trying this, you know, they, I don't think they use the word scam, but trying this racket for for some years now. Now that the kid is is uh, eighteen, now it's two of them, two adults trying to go at this thing, and I believe the 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 older kid who's now an adult is defending themselves in court something like that because other lawyers according to tiffany haddish's lawyers are aren't willing to take the case that's right or have dropped have dropped from the case uh and then twist to the story uh, pops benjamin crump i'm kidding no <laughs> i bet you i bet you uh, with the with the, the high profile-ness of this case somebody's gonna pop up a lawyer is gonna pop up yeah, uh, it, it's just a bad week. For it. Remember that show on VH1, Best Week Ever? And I literally only remember it because I interviewed the guys for <laughs> when they came to my college, when I yeah. for a, a college TV station I worked for. Mm-hmm. But it was a cool show, Best Week Ever. But I, a lot of people be having the worst week ever, bro. That, that should be piling on, bro. And when it's in the media, because you could tell by the way Aries Spears responded to everything Lizzo did on top of, like, he responded to Lizzo's VMA speech. He responded to uh, what people were saying before that. And I, and Gary Owen said this when he did like the Breakfast Club and Brilliant Idiots, you be reading everything that's about you. <laughs> you don't even really you like in your world, you really think everything's revolving around you. Like every everyone out there is, is dissing you, and it's really not that big. All right. And, and if you if you kind of just fall back, a lot of this shit just goes away. Yeah. Yeah, but then you keep doubling down, then you start making more enemies, and <laughs> people pop up from the past because it's, it's the court of public opinion. But yeah, um, definitely, uh, if Aerie Spears and Tiffany Haddish are innocent, um, I definitely will be bringing it back up on this uh, podcast because I hate when people bring stuff up and then don't, like, you know what I mean, bring it. If they innocent, they proven innocent, everybody need to shout it from the rooftops the same way you shouted this shit, too. Um, and if they're not, I mean, you know, then they're going to have to pay the consequences. Well, this is not yet a criminal matter, but um, from a creative standpoint, I just wonder what the, because I'm sure they were pitching it to each other. And usually two comedians get together. Yeah, that would be funny. You know what else we should do? Uh, not just one kid bringing a second kid. You know what else would be funny? And, and this conversation, I wonder how it got to the point of let's produce this. And then they mm-hmm. created it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I. Yeah. At some point, someone should have been like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. But they, they are both known to get lit. Right. <laughs> so, so maybe there was just too much alcohol in the room or who knows. Yeah, Let's see, man. I don't know, Keith. We are a little bit short on time, so we gonna have to get to my favorite segment, man. Called "Have You Heard?" Uh huh. I got a question. 
We've talked about this a few times on this podcast, and I've been following this saga since I first heard about it. And I it it, it gives me immense joy to announce that uh Steph Curry has finally graduated from Davidson and has been inducted into the college's hall of fame. Um, Steph Curry had a one man graduation where he got to walk and had his Jersey finally, uh, put up in the rafters. And if you go back into our archives episodes, you, you, I brought this up years ago when I first learned about this and I thought it was crazy that Davidson didn't do it, but I, I want to take that back and say, I actually now commend Davidson for sticking to their guns. Cause if you're going to have a rule, stick to it, right? If you like, yo, you don't graduate from here. We can't retire your Jersey. You know what I mean? You, you left early. We can't do it. No matter who you are, apparently celebrity doesn't mean anything. And, and, I, and I respect that. So and if you go back in old episodes, you might hear me shitting on Davidson because of it. But I do respect them for that now. But uh, yeah, Keith, have you heard? Yeah, I mean, um, I I have uh, I heard about the, the matter. I didn't hear that he actually got his bachelor's and, and officially got his jersey retired. But Davidson's a, an elite university, so. Uh, academically, so they can't they can't back down from that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of like you know, how the Ivy League treats scholarship athletes. Even if the the, the second coming of Michael Jordan comes around, and be like I would like to play for Harvard, but I can't afford it or whatever they they, they might say, mm-hmm. they they can't back down from their stand. So I I respect it on Davidson's piece. Um, Steph Curry, that's really dope that he went. You know he he's one of the greatest basketball players that ever lived, and he went back to school, finished. And wrote his thesis on like um, uh, pay pay equity with men and women athletes. So all that's super dope. Yeah, definitely dope. And I think he got a bachelor's in sociology, which is uh, what I got my major in. So shout yeah. out to Steph Curry, man. I need mean, if I if I had to jump a like, can we be twins? <laughs> um, <laughs> Keith, have you heard? We just talked about every Spears having the worst week ever. Man, Jay Z kind of had the best week ever, bro. Um, we're gonna get into that verse in a second that he dropped off a of God. God did, you know what I mean, off the Khaled album. Um, but a a company, a perfume company, actually was trying to sue Jay-Z. Um, Parlux Perfume were trying to sue Jay-Z for the uh, roy- unpaid royalties. Um, basically, they were saying that he didn't promote the gold Jay-Z fragrance when he made several appearances um, in 2014, um, did not appear at the launch, and did not do enough to promote it. Um, so they were trying to actually sue him for $67 million in damages, and Jay-Z ended up getting awarded close to $7 million, um, from that because they felt like uh, they actually owed him money. That's a winning right there, bro. They try to sue you, <laughs> and you flip that shit on them, that's... You done it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I smell that cologne. I... Trash? Yeah, it's mad. I doubt he Jay Z wore that shit. Yeah, I I, I doubt. <laughs> I believe like I don't know if you ever smelled a woman wear J Lo perfume, but I believe J Lo probably wears that from time to time. That gold shit. I don't. I do not believe that Jay Z wears that. I don't believe Michael Jordan ever wore Michael Jordan cologne. So, like you know, but is the, that the image that they're putting out that they actually wear that, or it's just like yo, this is my brand? Like, of course. Of course, anytime if somebody slaps their name on some shit, you believe that they wore it. Like, I believe. You think Johnny I, Depp wears Sauvage? <laughs> Sauvage by Christian Dior? That's, that's actually pretty nice. I believe he wears No, but I'm just, I'm just, well, no, I, I think he does, but I'm just saying, I don't look at the commercial and be like, well, Charlize Theron. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I found out that some of these people were in the. But the thing is that Jay Z is brought closer to that brand by saying, "Oh, this is Jay Z's gold." Nobody says mm-hmm. this is. It is still, still 
Christian Dior Sauvage. It's still Charlize Theron, whatever she's doing. It's still For Gucci, yeah, some shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it, I get it. But why, why? Just because it just it didn't have that uh, that je ne sais quoi. Yeah, if you like, if you're into colognes, you smell it. and You be like, oh, this is some some uh, TJ Maxx shit. This is some the, the shit that they put in TJ. But I thought that's what they I thought that's what they were marketing it as. Like this is like not yeah. The, it's, it's yeah, like a probably, lower level. A lot of times when they sell stuff that for for um in, in that price tier colognes, mm-hmm. they still smell good. It's like, all right, you could <laughs> you could smell nice for, for, for 40, 50 bucks instead of two hundred dollars for some creed or something like that. <laughs> so like you no. know, but this particular one it just smelled like like just like there's axe and then like <laughs> this is just like it's like there, like you know what I'm saying? Like right above. You think Jay Z smelled it and was like, nah, I'm off this. Like I'm not <laughs> I'm not with the shits. He probably nah, smelled it. I mean, apparently so, but Jay Z did enough that you knew about it. That they right. would they wouldn't they would have never got their perfume or cologne in front of you. Right. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. they didn't put Jay Z's name on it. So Jay Z did enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, so it is shout out to Jay though. But let's talk about that verse that everybody went crazy on off of that Khaled album, man. Um I don't like when everybody goes crazy over something. I feel like I always feel like there's like a media like with Netflix, when everybody's like there's a certain show on Netflix, I'm like, how y'all know? How y'all all watching the same show at once? Like, yeah. <laughs> like is this just a media like like you know what I mean, uh campaign basically to get it out? But I went and I did listen to the Jay Z verse and and loved it. Loved it. It addressed a lot of things. Um said it's hundred percent facts. Uh Guru says he did it in one take. <laughs> so it's just more legendary stuff coming out um about this verse as time goes on. But uh what'd you think about it? I don't even remember the other people on it. It's Rick Ross and I think Wayne on it too. Like, and it just seems like a Jay Z song. Man, I, I like when Jay Z makes a comes out every now and then and just just makes the the whole world move. Like he's been doing his business shit for for a couple of years now. It's been it's been a little while before he put out that verse that everybody's talking about. He literally has every like everybody's talking about it. And he got an entire podcast about this shit. <laughs> ranking his, his verses of all time and all this type of shit, it, it, it's extra dope. Especially as a as like a lifelong Jay Z fan, uh, this is super mm-hmm. exciting. I, I don't think he got a swag bag. I just thought I just feel as if like, you know, like he, like I'm still here. I like, don't forget. Like the, you know, I yeah, must have forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm still the man out here. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that the old one, the older. Uh, like Serena, you know, Serena lost last night, unfortunately, at the U.S. Open. But just going on that run, you know what I mean? You just hold on to it. You're like, yes, let's do it one last time. Let's right. hold on to that. I was watching uh, UFC a couple weeks ago, and Aldo was fighting. And I was just like, yeah, like just give me that feeling back in the day when you was knocking niggas out. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Take it back to that. Um, so, yeah, no, nah, shout out to that. Um, also, Keith, have you heard Bank of America is trying a new thing uh, where they allow minorities to have zero down payment mortgages to help uh, them buy their first homes. I got real hype when I heard about this, and then I found out it's only in select cities. <laughs> but I think they're going to do it as a trial. Uh, right now, they're starting it out um, in black and Hispanic uh, neighborhoods um, in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, Dallas, Detroit, Los Angeles, and Miami. But um, I guess as a trial run, and if it does take off, that'd be super dope. But uh, have you heard about that, and what do you think? Uh, that's dope. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot more behind that because there's a lot of zero down payment loans right before the economy crashed and to you know mm. the last decade, well before the last decade. So 
I was like, I don't know. I never heard of that. I haven't heard about it. Definitely dope. Put, making the the road to home ownership and the American dream a, a little bit a little bit easier to to get to, especially for people who, for generations and generations and the, and for the entire lifetime of this country, being property owners, uh, it's been super hard. In fact, at sometimes illegal or they've made it legal to stop these people from becoming property owners. So if Bank of America is doing this in good faith and they're they're looking to really help people, then I'm all for it. Word. And you heard about the new the new way that they be holding us back is uh with the appraisals. Like black families are they're having like white people step in for them. Mm-hmm. Um and then on the second appraisal the value goes way up. So like they kinda been undervalued when they uh when they get their house appraised when they're trying to sell it. Yeah, that, that definitely ain't a new thing, but uh, yeah, that. Well, the new thing about about having a white family step in for you. Oh, guess, but, yeah, <laughs> but even so, I, I guess now is just in in the media. I mean, um, yeah, Cor- that's true. Corey Booker said his parents, when they were buying a crib in suburban New Jersey, they had like a white friend, and that, that pretend like pretend like he was buying it. Yeah, mm, so they had the proper dope. price and nobody front on them or nothing like that. Then they came like on closing. They went up, y'all. <laughs> to the this is my proxy Yeah exactly <laughs> uh, We gotta get up out of here Keith Cause I do gotta go hit the road um, But before we do I do wanna give a shout out To people in Jackson uh, Mississippi Man from what I understand They are still struggling With no water So our prayers go out to them And um, do y'all research And go Cause the fact that This isn't getting The media attention That it deserves um, it, It's sad and, and I wish we had more time um, To even talk about it Hopefully I'll get to it On another episode Hopefully it's not going on by the time we record another episode, but our thoughts and prayers are with uh, the people in Jackson, Mississippi. Hopefully, we get some water. They're being told like if they have to shower, shower with your mouth closed. Like wow. if they're standing on these crazy lines for bottled water, like just this this type of this is just a lack of infrastructure. So, yeah. um, hopefully, um, thoughts and prayers are with y'all. Um, Keith, another episode in the books, brother. Uh, where can my people find you at, my man? Instagram, email underscore thirty five. You know, you could your people could find me on Instagram at. Plicka Peasy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. You can also find Perfect Talk Podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio uh, right there on the Insta. Uh, follow DJ Playboy on Twitter at DJ Playboy. Um, check out every episode on our website, www.perfecttalkpodcast.com. Every episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast, um, the, my radio show, The Night Shift, and the radio show I do with my brother, DJ Show, Money Talks Radio. Um, also, every episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast, Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, wherever your podcasts are found. So please leave a, la- a rating. Please like it. Please review it. Also check us out on YouTube. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like it, tell a friend to tell a friend because we're going to keep doing the damn thing and making it bigger and better for y'all. Um, Keith, I told you about a book I was checking out earlier. Um, it's called uh, Breaking the Habit of Being You. Um, actually, let me make sure I'm not fucking that up. But um, I'm actually listening to it on Audible right now. Um, real cool book. Um, trying to help me really just get my mind in a different place. Oh, but breaking the habit of being yourself. Um, I think it's by Dr. Joe uh, Dispenza. Uh, and real cool, real cool. It's actually about meditation. Um, but it really breaks down um quantum physics and um envisioning uh success uh to 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 get it to manifest in your life. Um, do you feel like what are you consuming? Say that again. You feel like you connect to it because you mentioned like physics and and and, and um. Some of these concepts that could be pretty lofty to 
Yeah, I do because some of it I was already exposed to, gotcha. so I was already aware of. Um, I actually was aware of this guy and a, a story that he tells in the book um, because of like a motivational speech I had heard before. But um, no, he he, it, it, I do connect with it, and I think a lot of it's talking to me. A lot of it's really explaining some of the feelings and stuff that I, I've had, experiences I've had. So it is a, a real good book. But uh, what are you consuming nowadays, brother? It's funny. I'm I'm, re- I'm trying to read a little bit more, but uh, I'm doing fiction. I'm reading a novel called Black Cake. It's basically about, uh, it, it would make for interesting, like maybe a Lifetime show or something like that. But I guess mm-hmm. I, I could tolerate, I hate Lifetime, but I could tolerate stuff like that more from a, a book. Uh, this mom dies and records a tape about all these family secrets that her kids didn't know about. So the kids is looking at this tape like, oh, I got a sister. Oh, <laughs> all, all kinds of crazy shit. Okay, that sounds dope. Yeah, I got to get into some fiction, too, man, before the year is up. Um, But, yeah, man, we up out of here, bro. Happy Labor Day to everybody out there. Be safe. By the time y'all hear this, Labor Day could probably even pass. But um, hope you had a safe one. Um, I'm about to go be in Newburgh rocking out. So, you know, wish me luck. About to go do my thing. Shout out to A.O. Niche. And uh, Keith, stay safe out there, brother. Peace. Say goodbye to the people, man. Peace. Peace.